0: Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now what's up magic fans welcome back to another episode of the orlando magic hq podcast brought to you by the believe podcast network and bet online we're your host al myself anthony and we're one and baby undefeated in the season we just got done uh putting a stomping on the houston rockets man what, <laughs> what a great way to start the season um and in today's episode we're gonna We're going to talk a little bit about the game. We'll we'll talk more about that in just a moment because there's a lot of exciting things that we want to discuss. Um, But we're also going to touch base on Cole Anthony and his brand new uh, contract. Obviously, the City Edition uniforms that just came out, we were able to see that. We opened up the season with those on, and man, were they beautiful. Um, And then some other things that we heard around the NBA. But before we get into it, um, we had some giveaways and we had a couple extra things that we're we're pretty excited to talk about. So Al, kind of real listen. Well, what, what's going on?
1: Yeah, man. So let's start with the giveaway. Always the good news first. So um if you are a listener that's not aware yet, or if you're watching on you on YouTube, uh, we are giving away a brand new City Edition, which by the way, we're gonna use them, I think, next week. It's our first time using them, if I'm not mistaken. Um but our City Edition jerseys uh, have not really been fully revealed. We've actually gone out there and put on some some rumored what they will look like. Um, but if you haven't seen them yet, City Edition, 2023-24 Edition, giving it away. And all you have to do is go to our website, go to our forums. We have a thread going on basically for the giveaway. And all you have to do is respond to that thread with your expectations or your um, yeah record prediction for the Magic this season. Uh, that's all it takes do that. And we're going to choose a winner next Friday. Uh, if you need the link, you can go to our social media. It is, uh, pinned in our Twitter. It is also being shared every day on our Instagram stories. Uh, so again, if you want to qualify and hopefully get a, a free Jersey, that's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, man, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The, the new city edition uniforms, they, they were leaked. We were able to see what they will look like it hasn't been fully confirmed but uh, there's already people posting pictures of some of these jerseys already out on sale so we we know for sure that's going to look kind of like what we've seen and it's an upgraded version of what we saw from last year so they're continuing the kingdom on the rise and um i'll be honest with you the pictures i saw in store i wasn't too crazy about um i really want to see them in person but the mock-ups that I saw looked a lot better, and there, there were a few updates that I really, really liked. One of the first things that will stand out to you is that these uniforms, they they went away with the, the wishbone collar, and they brought back the U-collar, which a lot of people are a huge fan of. I really like that. Um, and the next thing, the one thing that I really hated about last year's City Edition jersey is that the font of Orlando and the number were two completely different fonts. They finally got that right, where they're they're the same font, so it matches now, which is which is pretty cool. Um, and then they they did the the traditional right thing to do, and it, and is taking out the A and putting the star in the middle of the word Orlando. So a lot of really good updates to it. Um, it's not Magic Royal Blue; it's more of a navy blue. Some people are coining it as the the Cowboy Magic uniform. It's it's very nostalgic to the the. The college, excuse me, the NFL um, Dallas Cowboy uniform. So uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, this is like best of both worlds. But I I like the uniforms. I don't don't think they're bad. I hated the pictures I saw in store, uh, but I'm I'm curious to see what they look like in person. But uh, for the most part, in my opinion, definitely an upgrade from last season.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, once we see the full package, right, we're going to see what the court looks like. I think that's when they come to life. I think seeing it right now in a random picture in some random store doesn't do it justice. I know that was my takeaway also last year when I first saw the City Edition. I'm like, "Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Saw them in person. I'm like, wait, they actually look really nice. So let's see what that looks like. Uh, But again, that's an awesome way to kind of get it started, man. You get a, a brand new City Edition jersey by joining our forums. So Best of luck to everyone that joins over the next week. Again, a winner will be announced on this podcast next Friday.
0: Yeah, and then j- real, real quick, just to kind of touch base on it, man. the f- The forum is really exciting, something new that we added to our website. The idea behind it is really to to build a community uh, within the website where people, uh, a place where people are able to talk about, you know, the Orlando Magic. You're you're able to create topics, you're able to make comments, you're able to to really. Uh, you know, partake in a community that we're, we're trying to build. So really exciting. You're able to create, you know, username and password to be able to have access to it. So if you haven't already done it, uh, make sure you go to Orlando magic, You'll see it right at the top where it says forum um, and, and get in, and put yourself inside this, uh, this contest this giveaway. We we've given away a lot of uniforms within the last few years. um, and, if you haven't won one yet, it's only a matter of time, man. So go ahead and push push that button, visit that website, create a username and password and get yourself into this contest. And then we also had one last announcement, which is if you're familiar with the Close Up Magic podcast, um, unfortunately, Stephen Cameron is no longer going to have the Close Up Magic podcast Because he's joining the HQ, man. We're we're super excited about it. Steven's one of the OGs. He's been doing this podcasting for a very, very long time. Um, and we're we're happy to add him to the team. He is gonna be uh, more guest focused. Um if you if you haven't noticed, Alan and I we haven't had a guest in a pretty long time, primarily my fault because of of you know, my kids and you know, when we record the we're recording this podcast, like at 1030 at night, like extremely late. So it's just really hard for us to be able to have guests on. And, and Steven's going to focus on um, having different guests um, on his show. So we're really excited. He's an awesome dude. If you haven't listened to his podcast before, um, this is going to be a great introduction to another voice around the Orlando Magic. Super, super knowledgeable, good dude. And man, we're, we're really excited to have him part of the team.
1: Yeah, man, 100%. This has been in the, in the works for maybe two and a half weeks, three weeks, and uh, it's finally mm-hmm. official now. We, we, The whole HQ family now knows about it. All of our followers and listeners know about it as well. So we've said it a million times to him, but we're really, really excited. Uh, it's again, it's, it's a new journey. And our goal to all of you guys that are listening and watching this podcast, it's always been HQ is all about providing you guys with different perspectives a fan's voice, a fan opinion, non-filter, right? That's that's what makes us unique, I believe. Um, and we're adding more voices that can do that. Well, there's our Twitter spaces. Stanley and Bryce doing an amazing job this week. If you guys got a chance to join the uh, the spaces with the Houston hosts. Uh, we now got Steven doing more guest-driven podcasts. Ourselves, we're not going to go away. Um, Bryce, um, sorry, BJ doing the articles and, and the in-game coverage. So again, I hope you guys are enjoying all the content we're putting out. Uh, but one more time, Stephen, welcome to the team. And I hope you guys all enjoy the new audio and video content that will be provided by Stephen. At least it's going to be bi-weekly for now, uh, but maybe more than that. So keep an eye on that. It will be on our HQ podcast feed and also our HQ YouTube channel. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy that. A lot to be excited about. Um, But now let's let's talk about
0: this Magic game, man. Magic finally back, season opener. Um, how you were at the game. Magic go against a very young and kind of veteran-ish roster of the Houston Rockets, a new look Rockets where they had Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, they got Ime Udaka. Like this is this is not the Houston Rockets that um you know we were used to seeing, right? They 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 had some You know, Eamon Thompson. So this is a roster that we're expecting for them to be talented. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to our live spaces that we had uh, ran by Stanley and Bryce, where they were talking to the spaces guys over in the Houston Rockets community, they were extremely confident that this wasn't going to be a walk in the park, right? Um, They were expecting to stop the Orlando Magic. Unfortunately, we know better. 86-116. The Orlando Magic came out swinging and really it was a it was a message to the rest of the league where this is not the same Orlando Magic that that people are used to seeing. This is not the same Orlando Magic that Patrick Beverly was implying, right? This is a team that came out granted. It's a Houston Rockets team, young, uh, fresh. They still got to figure their their stuff out. But the magic came out looking like a veteran team, and it was fun to watch. Again, 116-86. Al, you were at the arena, uh, man. Talk to me. How was the atmosphere? How was it seeing it live? You were you were able to see the uniforms, the classic edition uniforms in person. Um, you know how how was that
1: experience? Dude, so I mean, uh, I think I tweeted about this last night, but Hamway was rocking from the beginning. All the way to the end uh unfortunately for tip off and the whole player intros the whole crowd wasn't quite there yet they arrived a little bit late traffic was insane heading into the game yesterday um but for those of us that were there again the energy could be felt from the moment you walked in um as the game went on and i gotta say man that third quarter that final minute j.i we'll talk about it more in depth but that moment man i cannot put it into words whether it was me at the time hugging my wife and then kind of pushing her off. Like, what did I just witness when J.I. did that block?
0: <laughs> to standing
1: up and just losing my voice at that moment. Dude, like that moment was the closest thing, if not better, for that minute than game three, 2019, Raptors against Magic. Like, that's the closest thing that comes to mind. Everyone was on their feet. The crowd was going crazy. Um, in a close second, believe it or not, garbage time when Anthony Black had that crazy block on Eamon Thompson. And we actually challenged it. Like the crowd's reaction was insane to that. Like they, they were so supportive for the coach's decision to not let it go to waste. Um, but man, if you're a Magic fan, I know that you guys have seen it all about it on Twitter today, the Six Men Show. I know they did a great job covering it. We covered it. The energy, man. And if that's only game one, that's only you know October, I don't want to know what it's gonna be like when March comes around and this team is playing well, we're fighting for a playoff spot. The crowd showed up. That's all I'm going to say. So Magic fans, man, thank you for the support of the team yesterday because we needed that. And the guys could definitely feel it. You heard the coach talking about it, J.I. walking off in the tunnel. He was talking about the crowd right away. I mean, it could be felt from the moment you enter the arena all the way to the end. All I got to say is it's a different energy in Orlando right now, man. This team really is getting a lot of love. And the players are getting it right back to us, man. That performance last night, a team record uh, opening night by the Magic, a a 30-point win. Incredible night. That's all I can say.
0: It, we we never we never took the foot off the gas. There was, there was a moment where Houston Rockets they they ended up coming back, but you know the Magic kept fighting, man, and and they were exciting to watch from beginning to end. The first unit, the second unit, even the third unit, everyone was fun to watch, man. There there wasn't one specific player where you're just like, man, what is this guy doing? You know, it, not everyone had a fantastic game, um, but it. The, they played together, man. They they played cohesively and it was it was fun. Um it, it felt as if this was a different team. It felt as if, you know, this is a special group. And it's not just the fan base talking about it. It's not it's not just us believing and thinking this. The team believes it also. I saw a video online um today where Nate Tibbets was was kind of talking to the rest of the team and, and addressing the fact that he was going to be leaving the team to to go with, be a head coach for um, you know, the the Phoenix WNBA team and he, he talked about, man, take take advantage of the time that you have, the moment that you have together, because for the players that have experience elsewhere is not like this everywhere else. The staff, the 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 players, the roster, the the team in general, the fan base, everyone, you know, there there's definitely a, a special vibe that's going on. And the fact that that's reflecting on the court. Um man is it's absolutely beautiful. And and the fact that we have the right uniforms to be able to, to collaborate together with that is insane, man. The uniforms pop out um from the TV. So I, I know they look dope in person, but from uh, a spectator at home watching it, they were beautiful. The court was effing awesome, the game was great. Um and it wasn't it wasn't again, it's it's not just you know. Franz Wagner leading the way Paolo, like whoever it's man Cole Anthony just signing his his you know contract and coming out and, and balling out dropping 20 points from the bench like you're talking about the littlest guy one of the littlest guys on the court going against a player that that one point you're, you're talking about there was so many rumors about Fred Van Vliet connected to the Orlando Magic and people legit telling the world why do we want Fred VanVleet. When we got Cole Anthony, a more athletic, younger version of Fred VanVleet, and and Cole Anthony came out, he he rocked it, man. Cole Anthony had an awesome game: twenty points, eight rebounds. I um, mean, shot eight from twelve from the field. Cole Anthony was a monster, man. And and if this is if this is something that we can get consistently from Cole Anthony, leading that second unit. The second unit is fun, man. You got Cole Anthony, you got Jonathan Isaac. Uh, Joe Ingles didn't do a whole lot, but he was getting people involved, man. He He was getting people in the right places. Dante Marchitelli during the broadcast was saying that he is the one voice that you hear nonstop throughout the whole entire game on the bench. Just trying to help people out. Uh, share what he's seeing, and it's it's that veteran presence that you're you're almost surprised of, right? Because I've obviously you you know a little bit of Joe Ingles before he comes, um, you know to the team, but to be able to see that he's already having that level of impact um, goes to show you that it's not just about the impact that they do on the floor, but also the impact that you know they're they're able to do on the bench. And so far, man, that's that's what you want from your vet.
1: And dude, you, you said it perfectly. That that bench, the way they play the game. I mean. To your point, like, I don't know who I have more fun watching, the starters of the bench. Like, they're so fun to watch. At the same time, like, it was crazy. So like, you think about the way that we started the game, right? So Franz kind of got us going. Franz hit the first 3-3 three, three pointers that he took. One of them was a nasty step back. It was just insane. Um, Rob Jabari. Dude, oh my God. So he gets you going. But then I kept telling my wife, as so I'm watching the game, like, watch, we're up 10 when the starters got a break. If the bench can maintain that or give us an an increase in the lead, that's going to be the key for this team this year, that the starters can rest and not have to worry about losing the lead. And man, they did just that. They blew it up to, I think, 18 points um, in the second quarter. So that's my thing. Like If that can be consistent for our team throughout the year, where the bench can kind of hold the lead or increase it, that's going to be incredible. And I mean, the depth that we have, man, not many teams can say they have a legitimate 10 players who can play that can produce at any given time. To your point, Joe Engels, you may look at this box score and say, what? No points? What is he doing out there? Well, time out. He actually had a sweet five assists and four rebounds. So like, even though he's not contributing to the scoring, he's out there leading in other ways, contributing in other ways. And to your point, he's the first one out there getting guys face when they make a mistake, getting on the reps, most importantly, when they miss a call, which we've never had that before. I think that's his leadership style. So don't look at points for him. Look at whatever, it, what is he doing else on the court? to contribute to our team. um. But man, the, the bench was magical last night. Magical. Yeah, I get it. But it was just, Good man, work. like it, it's going to be fun, fun to watch. I can't wait for tonight against Portland. And honestly, I just want to see how the bench continues to play. The starters are going to do their thing. I know that if the bench can maintain this man, J.I. We'll talk about it later. My goodness, man. No words.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, just to kind of touch on Joe Ingalls a bit, zero from three from the three point line, uh, he, he didn't score, man, but he, he, again, he was able to impact the game in other ways, but understand that this is, this is someone that's been in the league for a minute, man. If there's one thing that you know about Jane, Joe Ingalls is that you're going to have to respect that shot. and You're going to have to make that decision. You're going to have to guard him that allows for everything to open up for everyone else. So the fact that you have someone that is that threat out there, um, just by the name alone. You know, it, it definitely makes a difference. And you take a look at, you know, the team and you mentioned it, man. We we have such a deep team. If you if you you literally have 10 players that can go out there and and really make an impact offensively and defensively, the Magic played 15 players yes uh yesterday, right? Fifteen players. That is ridiculous. That's not something that I think that you can sustain, right? But the fact that you played everybody, everybody got a chance to see the court. Is awesome. And and yes, before we talk about Jonathan Isaac, I do want to touch base on our, our third string real quick. Um, we, we got our first chance, our first glance to be able to see Anthony Black and Jay Howard play um in their first official real NBA game. And from the third unit, um, first and foremost, Caleb Houston, he looked like a vet out there. That dude looked poised, he was not nervous, he was throwing shots up. Like, I, I really like seeing in the limited time that we saw him, I really liked seeing his his movements. I thought he did well. But man, Anthony Black surprised the hell out of me. He really surprised. The hell. Out of me. I think that for the limited garbage minutes that he played <laughs> and I and I said this in social media, he played the most perfect garbage limited minutes I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. It was perfect. Everything about it. He made the right decisions. He made the right reads. He didn't force anything. He he took what the defense gave him. He was great defensively, like it was it was awesome. And the fact that um he got called on a foul from a block, and and the team got up and they were like, no no no, we gotta run that back. We gotta replay, call it, call it the challenge. We're already up by a crap ton. I'm sure the Houston Rockets bench was pissed that we called for that challenge. But you know what? We don't care. Call it. Why? Because that's a confidence booster. Rookie, you deserve that, man. Especially after they force, you know, Jet Howard and and Anthony Black to show up to the to to you know the the <laughs> hangar with their you know little little Girl Scout uh backpacks that they have on. They had like a Minnie mouse and Disney princess. You know, there's a little rookie hazing that they'd be doing. Um, you know, the, the the they they made sure that man, you're gonna have that moment. It was it was awesome to see, you know, those those highlighted moments happen for Anthony Black. I, I was super impressed by him, especially how, all that all that garbage you were talking about, Al, about Anthony Black. Did that change your dude, mind a little bit, at least? Did it alter it a bit?
1: Dude, I, I just gotta say this. He for sure looked the most comfortable he's looked since Summer League game one. That was the last time I remember him looking this comfortable out there. To your point, five points, one assist, two blocks, two for two from the field. The free throw that he took, even that, if you remember preseason, his free throws were like all this hesitation. Like he looked nervous at the free throw line. Yesterday he got the ball, shot it within, with no hesitation. Wet. I'm like, where was that two games ago? Like what, what happened? So I'm hoping this is the uh, Franz Wagner effect where preseason was like, what the heck was that? And now the lights are on and he's like, I'm here to play. But he looked really good, man. He looked awesome. He was going to the basket. That's his strength. He was playing good defense. Two block shots that were both really, really good block shots. Um, I mean, what else can you ask for? It's only five minutes, but as for your NBA debut, it was perfect.
0: Yeah, I will. I will say that you know, seeing Franz Wagner have a really good game was really exciting. Hit three threes, you know, very early on in the game. He he looked like Batman out there. You know how if you listen to a few episodes ago we we called the episode Batman and Batman because we really feel like you know Franz and Paolo they're they're both A1s right um Franz definitely has that dog in him where where you can have that level of play from him you know on a consistent basis um so I really like what I saw from Franz Paolo it kind of seems like the slow start is still kind of carrying over from the preseason and I, I don't know if that stems from you know the heavy off season that he had, or or whatever case may be, we can kind of um, even tilt our hat over to you know the uh, the Houston Rockets and them game planning for Paolo Um But really, really light night for Paolo. Only had twelve points. He was a plus thirteen on the game, so he definitely impacted the game in the right ways. Um, but you expect more, right? This is year two from Paolo Bancaro. He's He's the face of your franchise. You're expecting for him to be dominant, and we still haven't seen that. Are you worried?
1: No, nah, man. I think it's – he was getting tripped. He, if he was going to the basket last night, if you watched some pictures and videos that were put online, triple teamed every time. So what does that mean? They're not letting him do anything inside. And, again, to your point, Rockets did a great job controlling that. Um, but at the same time, props to Paolo for passing out of those triple teams and finding the open teammates. Again, five assists goes a long way. Five rebounds – should be getting more rebounds than five, but we'll take it. Um, so I wouldn't judge him based on this game. Um, he'll be fine. He'll he'll wake up eventually, drop 30, and then you're like, all right, here we go. Um, but to your point, man, France, I have yet to see a game where I'm like, wait, he's taking it easy, or man, like he doesn't look like himself. He's been on preseason now. Dude has been just with this swagger to him since he won the the, the FIBA World Cup. And it's only going to get better, man, because this kid is really, really good. I mean, I keep saying it. His shot reminds me of a younger Clay Thompson. Like, the, the form is beautiful. The confidence is there. I mean, he's 6'10". Clay's only 6'7". But outside of that, man, this dude has this crazy confidence that if that continues and Paolo plays like himself, not many teams can have two guys at age 20 and 21 with a bright future they have ahead of themselves at 6'10 each. Like, it's just crazy, man. Like... That's what I keep saying. If the magic play the cards right, the future is truly really bright, man.
0: Yeah, Franz is just moving different, man. This isn't a timid rookie year Franz. This isn't you know still learning the game sophomore Franz. This is world champion Franz Wagner, and he he walks around with that with that swagger, like you said, as if you know he's he's that guy, and he is. I, I'm sure he hears all the same things that we hear about him. I mean, if he's not, I'm sure his brother's telling him about it. He's that guy, man. He's definitely from an international standpoint. You know, he's he's the future, and from an NBA standpoint, he's one of the best young players in the NBA. And he's definitely acting like it. Can we continue to see that on a consistent basis? I believe so. Can he still continue to be that Iron Man player that he is, where you know nothing holds him back not a not a minor sprained ankle, nothing. You know, I believe that we have that type of player that can definitely carry carry out, man. And and I love it. I love seeing it. Um and you know, stuff like that is infectious also, man. It impacts the rest of the team. People are going to look to him. Um, he's able to, to, you know, take the ball drive it. He he had this crazy-looking Dirk Nowitzki shot that he shot in yesterday's game also. That was that was beautiful. I love everything about Franz Wagner's game. But what was even more impressive was Jonathan Isaac. Let's talk about J.I. for a minute. Jeez. This is a player that is no longer 11-minute J.I., He's now 14-minute J.I. We, we were <laughs> able to see him in a longer span, in a longer stretch, which was awesome. And although offensively, we're still working on a few things, right? He's still trying to get his feet underneath him. But Cole Anthony tweeted it, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Houston Rocket Spaces, they were they were kind of joking around, man, put, put Jonathan Isaac in the game. We're not scared, right? Um, man, you should be because Jonathan Isaac had, had Jalen Green kind of reevaluating a lot of things the day after. What were some of the things you like from J.I.?
1: I mean, defense, man. We we've known that for many many years when he, this guy's on the court, he changes the game, right? And again, that third quarter, if you just watch the final minute of that third quarter, that's all you got to watch to understand what this guy can do. Like the the putback, the layup, then you get you follow that up by that crazy block on on uh, Jalen Green. Following that up with the, the way that he looked at him when he fell on the ground, it was just perfect. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better return for him to be on the court. I do believe there'll be ups and downs with J.I., right? Just he's getting himself game ready, playing now 14 minutes a night. Hopefully he gets to 20 here soon. It'll be a struggle some nights. We get that. But for let's just talk about last night, that, that opening night, man. My goodness. Again, the crowd embraced him. It's amazing to see now on social media, people switching up from... Treat him, cut him, wave him to now we love him. And All I get that it. Man. And I get it. We 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 cannot say that we have not said some things like that in the past. We we have. And it's injuries related, right? It was never about what he can do on the court. Uh, but when he is healthy, and I and again I said it last night to a few people, that is our biggest free agent acquisition. That is our biggest trade acquisition. That is our biggest drafted player. Like that's the impact that he can have on this team if he can play sixty games this year. He can change games for us. In just a third quarter, Houston was making a comeback. He single handedly said, Stop it. You're not coming back. Like that sequence changed the night for good. Houston had no chance after that.
0: Yeah, man. I don't I don't know, man. The 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 pre notion that you think of we we understand that Jonathan Isaac is very vocal in his beliefs, right? Um and for a brief moment, I felt like I saw something that I just wasn't expecting like the block you expect, right? You, we know that Jonathan Isaac is that guy. Like we know healthy defensively, he's that dude, but for him to flex on Jalen green and say, whatever it is that he said, and kind of just shrugged his shoulders a little bit and just flex both arms, flex on it. I loved everything about that. It was vicious. It got everyone hyped. He was hyped. He got his first technical of his NBA career, and what I love the most about that moment <laughs> is the fact that when he was walking back towards the bench, he's going to Coach most apologizing because he got a tech for taunting, and Coach Mo says, "Listen, we're with it. Like the the whole team is with it. Like we're, <laughs> we're good. Well deserved type. We're good. You keep doing that." I think it's is, is awesome, man, because defensively, and this is stuff that we've heard from Coach Most, is that the identity of the team is going to be on the defensive end. If you're not going to be defending, then it's going to be very hard to put you on the floor. And defensively, and this is part of the reason why I feel eventually J.I., somehow you're going to have to put him in the starting lineup, maybe not in the beginning of the season, maybe when he's more comfortable in playing those 20-minute games, Maybe towards postseason. I don't I don't know. At some point we're going to see Jonathan Isaac in the starting lineup. And it's gonna be because of his impact defensively. And man, I, I if 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 Jonathan Isaac ever needed a confidence booster, um, it was that moment, it was that game. Um, and he, he was doing everything, man. He was he was running the floor, he was blocking shots, uh, even if they weren't going in, he was shooting. Um, I damn near had a heart attack every single time this man hit the floor, and it was it, it was one of the most exhilarating feelings I've I've had in a very long time. It felt like a playoff game. It's it sw- I swear to you, it truly did, and I'm sure in person, it was even more so. But it definitely felt like a playoff game. Um, and and I loved everything about it. This is one of those games that we're we're going to remember for a minute because of its impact. You win by oh, yeah. thirty. Jonathan Isaac had crazy amount of highlight plays. The team played great together, and it was just—it a great moment overall.
1: Dude, you, know, you know what the best part of all of this is? This has been one night, opening night, and we've talked is about it, it for 20-plus minutes. Just one. Know, Dude, there's 81 more of these things to happen. And again, tonight against the Blazers, I'm like itching. I'm like, wait, come on. It's a 10 o'clock yet. Yeah, I want to watch this game. This team is going to be a fun team to watch this year. Um, and again, man, there's not a team on, on the schedule, to be honest, that I'm not like, we can compete with them. And that's fun. It's been many, many, many years that I haven't felt that way, where I'm like, we're going into a game, and the Magic have a chance to win this game. So you know what, man? It's, uh, it's, a, it's a different feeling. We've, we've earned it as Magic fans this moment. Enjoy this crazy win because it was a blast. But, man, let, let's get game two against Portland because the schedule is a little tougher after that. We'll talk about it later. But let's get this game, this game against Portland. Let's go 2-0. You never know. Go upset LeBron. Go upset the Clippers. Shock the world.
0: But, they, but this is what it's about, right? The the Houston Rockets, on paper, that's a team that you're supposed to beat. You're supposed to beat them. People in Houston won't agree because <laughs> they spent a lot of money on Dylan Brooks. They spent a lot of money on Fred VanVleet. We ain't spent no money. We spent nothing, bro. Like, we spent nothing. And the fact that, you know, th- this team is is where it's at, it's exciting. If you were watching from home, then then you would have you would have saw. Um, uh, is this anything where the highlight was the fact that the Orlando Magic have the most drafted players on their team, and to really kind of sit back and think about it, um, it's it's exciting to see that organically this is a team that you've created, right? And finally, people are are starting to get into themselves. Even watching Jalen Suggs. You know, he he took a lot of questionable shots. Uh, there was a lot of moments where I felt like he was he was being aggressive. You want him to be aggressive. He hit his his first shot was a three, which was awesome to see. Um, but he, in my opinion, he's also moving a little different. So it's it's fun to see this team develop the way that they have been, and what a journey it's been. We we've been waiting for a moment like this for a minute to where we're, we're walking into these games, kind of beating our chest a bit. Knowing that whoever we're going to play, we're going to be a problem, and we're not the only ones now starting to to see this. Uh, Jay Williams on First Take was talking about where he believes like the Knicks are going to be a third seed in the East. Whatever, um, if that's what you think, that's what you think. Um, but briefly, and it was briefly, the Magic were not a topic. This was just part of the conversation. He probably mentioned us maybe for two and a half seconds. But listed the Orlando Magic as being a team that is a sleeper in the East. And I cannot think of a more accurate title than sleeper mm-hmm. because people are used to the, the, the you know, the, the record that we had last season, right? The, the, how people view the Orlando Magic, all of it. We, people don't think of us respectfully. Yep. You know, they think they come to Orlando and hey, we're we're gonna go out, we're gonna go have dinner, we're not gonna take these teams serious. And that's just we're not that we're not that team anymore. And game by game, even though I felt like we did a great job of that last season, game by game we need to start, you know, teaching these teams a lesson and take advantage of those moments.
1: I hundred percent agree, man. It's gonna come down to us. Those little mistakes that we made last year, those offensive rebounds that we couldn't grab at the end of games. Those silly missed inside shots, that should have been easy layups that we missed. With experience, you get better. With experience, you learn from your mistakes. And I think this team now has learned those lessons. And I think that's why this year will be different. In the clutch, we'll be a better team. We'll be a better team like last night. We had a huge lead that we kind of blew in the third quarter. Dude, Houston was down two at on one point in the third quarter. And the Magic came back and stormed and went back up 20 in a matter of minutes. That tells you, we fell asleep for a bit. We got, we got this. We we know what we got to do to get back on track, and they did it. So I think that is going to be huge for this team. And I'm glad we're seeing Jay Will say that on uh, the Athletic last night. Retweeted a post and said, "Oh, we're watching." Or well, I forgot we the exact words. We have our attention. Yeah, we, we have our attention. And I don't know if you guys saw this. Well, we retweeted that and said, "Now nah, we're good. We don't need your petty attention now." Like we've been saying this. <laughs> we are a good team. We we're going to be a fun team to watch. Now people care. Too late for that.
0: Yeah, listen. The, the magic. There, if there was one thing that we've always kind of said that the magic desperately needed was rebounding. The magic out-rebounded the Houston Rockets fifty-six to thirty-one rebounds. And let, let's let's be honest, man. It, it was more will than it was anything. Cole Anthony was going in there grabbing rebounds. Jalen Suggs was grabbing crazy rebounds. Jonathan Isaac. I felt like I heard the slap of the ball from the rebounds through my TV speakers. Like they, there's such an emphasis, and that's 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 coming from coaching that's coach most yep. he's the one that's putting that 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 effort out there and saying that these are our priorities and he's following through on it now the magic we weren't we weren't perfect man we we shot 26.5% from the three point line if we shoot that against these really good teams they're they're going they're going to take advantage of that flaw against us. We need to be more efficient from behind the three point line. And I understand this game one and and you're going to have games where you shoot well and games that you don't shoot well. Um, but that's got to be something where we've struggled with shooting for a long period of time that eventually at some point we just got to do a better job. And we can't we can't go into every game nine and 34 from the three point. It's just something that can't happen.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I mean, that's, a weird, that's the only part of our team that still needs to be looked at and, and corrected. It's a three-point shooting. We know that that's a weakness of our team. And I, I'm hoping at this point that that gets fixed in the offseason. That, that's the last area, man. We have young players. We have depth. We have talent. We have the will to win. We just need shooters now, man. And, or, or we need our guys to develop enough that three-point shooting to become threat. But... To your point, we can't shoot 26% against the Lakers on Monday night or against the Clippers and think, oh, yeah, we're going to go out there and win by 10. It's not going to happen. So uh, that's the one area that we still got to get better at.
0: Yeah. More magic basketball talk in just a few moments. But before we get into it, a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports league kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all of your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to Bet Online today to gain on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code Believe today. Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony just signed his brand new contract with the Orlando Magic, where people were absolutely shocked that Cole Anthony signed a thirty-nine million dollar extension with the Orlando Magic. Thirty-nine mil. What are your thoughts on Cole Anthony? You know, finally getting this done and is back with the Magic for the foreseeable future.
1: So first things first, the first word that came to mind was relief, man. I, I did not want this to go into the offseason. I did not want to have to go into a restriction free agency. And, and I doubted the Magic were going to let him go and, and lose him in free agency. But even then, man, like he said it himself, it's a relief just knowing, man, I got this contract. We can play ball. I'm here to win games. But the best part of it all, man, is was Col saying, this is my hometown. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to finish my career here. And I get it. It's a business. So it may not be the case, but if it was up to me, I want to retire here. And I'm like, damn, dude, like we we know you love New York. We understand that. But yeah, here he is saying, this is my hometown. This is where I want to be for the rest of my career. You got to reward that, man. You got to reward that. And in my mind, call Anthony. I keep calling him the new Terrence Ross. The Human Torch is no longer here. His new nickname should be the Human Torch, the small version. But (laughs) there he is. (laughs) But uh, I mean, dude, like the contract, let's talk about the numbers, man. 13 mil per year for a dude that's going to be, for sure, a six-man-of-the-year candidate. I don't know what kind of crazy stuff Jeff is doing, Anthony Parker are doing in the front office. But to sign that contract on a dude that averaged 15 points a game off the bench last year, and we'll do that again this year, it's a steal, man. We saw some of the contracts were handed out. To other people that, other players that qualify to get extensions, it's wild to me that we get called for this contract. I mean, I appreciate it. If he took a pay cut, he sees the bigger vision. We're trying to win. We're trying to bring, win a, a contending team. And due to that, everyone has to take sacrifices. That's just the way that it's going to happen. If you want to stay in Orlando and be a part of this magical thing that we're building, this, this really good, solid team that we're building. I am glad he saw that vision. And man, what a steal. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah. When, when he was asked about it, he said, main reason I really wanted to get this done for me is one obvious. I love it here. And I really think we have a chance to build something, but for me on a selfish side, play the game, stress-free, do what I love, have fun, and just not have to worry about no looming contract, whatever that is. And just go out there and know I'm cool for a few more years and just hoop and have fun. I mean, that's, that's Cole Anthony, um, Cole Anthony, if, if you were to think of the word heart and hustle with the Orlando Magic, which is a traditional word that we've used, right? When we when we talk about the the DNA that's embedded, the culture that's been embedded with the Orlando Magic, heart and hustle is something that's synonymous to this franchise. Cole Anthony is the epitome of that. Cole Anthony has a gene of Daryl Armstrong. He has a gene of, you know, Bull Outlaw. Like, he, he just has that, that that energy inside of him that It's it's something that you can't teach. It's not something that you just can learn. It's just something that you're embedded with. Um, And and Cole Anthony, man, if people have talked about how he is unhappy that he doesn't see himself as a six-man player, he sees himself as a starter, that it's just not going to work. The magic are going to have to trade them. Blah 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 blah. If there's there if there was any indication that that is absolutely fabrication and that is not you know, uh, the the real story behind how coin Anthony feels, not I don't I don't know what it is man because this is someone that if he really felt that way, he could have tested. His, he he could have bet on himself right and, and tested free agent. Um, who knows what the market really is out there. Um, I know for a fact that there are teams that would extremely value Cole Anthony. And sure, you can point at his, his defensive struggles due to his size. But Coin Anthony, man, he's, he's hard in the hustle. He's, he provides effort. And I am so happy that he's going to be part of the team. Because from a many different factors, from leading the second unit to, God forbid, something happens to Markel Fultz. And now Cole Anthony is your starting point guard. He is so many that you know for a fact that you can rely on and getting him to come back to sign um, a three-year, $39 million contract, third-year team option is insane. So kudos to you, Jeff Wellman. Kudos to the Magic Front Office. Kudos to Cole Anthony for feeling so passionate about you know this team that made him feel okay to be able to sign that deal.
1: Yeah, man. and I mean, he might be coming off the bench, right? That, that's what we think. He's a six-man, all of this and that. But look at the minutes played just yesterday. You got Paulo, Franz, Wendell, and Markell that played more minutes than him. But he was the fifth player on our team that played the most minutes. Jalen Suggs, who was a starter, played 21. Cole Anthony played 24. So don't be surprised if that is a trend as the year goes on, where Jalen Suggs starts the games... But Cole Anthony's playing the mid-first quarter all the way through the mid-second quarter, same thing in the third to the fourth quarter. He's getting in 27, 28 minutes a night, 30 minutes a night if he, got, if he has it going. So all of a sudden, you're coming off the bench, but you're really a starter on this team, at least getting the minutes of a starter. And that happened a lot too last year after the All-Star break where he was a sixth man, but Cole was playing a ton of minutes. Um, but man, thankful that again, he made the decision to stay around. I, I know that the magic will treat him well here. If he stays healthy, the maturity level is there. You can see his point guard skills getting so much better as as each game passes. That's crucial, man. And to your point, if Markel goes down, if Janicell goes down, this is a guy that you can trust, giving now 25, 30, 35 minutes a night saying, hey, man, we're relying on you. And he may not be the best defender, but he plays so damn hard that he makes up for it. He goes for those loose balls. He grabs a lot of rebounds for a small guard. That makes up for those small skills like he's lacking on the defensive end he can do nothing about it he's a small guard he can't do anything about it but the effort he brings it every single night
0: yeah man he he's not he's not six foot seven but he he plays he plays bigger than what he is he's athletic he's fast he doesn't give up there's just a ton of effort coming from coming from Cole Anthony so really happy to see him back glad that we were able to sign him uh, at the contract that we did and and this front office continues to impress us by their negotiation skills you know maybe we don't do the big splashy trades that people want every single nba trade deadline or the, or the big flashy free agent signings you know we got we got joe Ingles but you know they 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 do a good job of what they do and man another another amazing amazing contract signing now with that said you know Chmokiki was another player excuse me chumokeke so got get used to that Chuma OKK um, did not sign a contract extension and will be a restricted free agent um, after this upcoming season. So talk to me about that. Are you, one, are you surprised by it? Um, two, is this, is this coming close to the end of what we'll see of Chuma?
1: Um, I think so, man. I, I mean, the only way that I see Chuma kind of cracking the rotation and, and maybe earning himself a contract with the Magic it's God forbid, and I will say this a million times, God forbid, J.I. goes down again. And now you're relying on Chuma to be the backup four, and he blows up. He starts hitting threes again. He's just looking like that Chuma that we drafted, that we were like, man, this guy has it defensively, hits threes, plays hard. They called him the next Kawhi, Le- Kawhi Leonard out of college, and that never really has developed. But if he shows some glimpses due to an opportunity, maybe. But if everyone stays healthy in this team, man, Unless he embraces being the 14th, 15th man in the roster and being okay with that, maybe. But honestly, I, I think that unless something drastic happens to him, opportunity-wise, it's it's pretty much the end of the road for him.
0: And he's playing with the third string right now. It's kind of like a, a fall from grace. Um, unfortunately, you can blame it on injuries. You can blame it on opportunity. You can blame it on a million different things. Uh what you're hoping for is during the 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 end of game minutes that he plays, you're able to see um some immediate impacts. Um I, I really don't feel like I saw that in, in the Rockets game. If anything, I saw him get a little frustrated and you know, dribbles the ball down the court, passes it to nobody and decides to chuck the three up. That's what yeah. I saw. You have Anthony Black that's that's playing you know, team basketball, Goga that's that's making an effort. They're they're taking what the defense gives them and you know, he just takes the ball down, and he just shoots a three and and it's off. Like I, I just I don't know, you you hope to see some flashes in there. And maybe maybe it's confidence, maybe it's frustration, maybe it's it's just game one, um and the game is almost over. It it can be a million different things, but you know, you you root for Chuma. Uh Chuma's a good dude, man, and and you, you hope that your your draft pick, someone that you've invested in, um, is someone that doesn't end up being another Mobamba, and you end up letting him go, letting him walk, um, and you you know tip that off to being a good front office. I don't know you you wish that you can get a little bit more, and unfortunately it's it's hard to see where. And you're right, if it's not for injuries, is there really room for Chuma?
1: Yeah. And by the way, now you mentioned the name Mo Bamba real quick. Gotta ask real quick, Goku Batanse, Mo Bamba, if you could redo it all over again and just sign one to be a third string center today. Who will you sign? <laughs> I mean wondering? truthfully
0: I was still I would still sign Mo Bamba.
1: What? Really? Yeah, I
0: would I would still
1: I was Dude. Saying, you know, I do- I had
0: <laughs> listen, I had I had a moment of nostalgia. I'll I'll be honest with you. Um we we didn't talk about it on air, but this past weekend, I was on a cruise. I went on vacation. Went on a cruise for three nights, four days, and um, in the middle of 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 the deck, right first first few hours, right when we're selling off away, we got a DJ playing a whole bunch of different music, and they oh. played Mobamba
1: Did you you got teary eyes? I got, I got teary eyes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, nostalgic. I thought about all the great times that Mo Bamba had with Kevin Garnett, and Kevin Garnett was supposed to be his mentor. And I, it was it was a lot of it's a lot of great moments. It it was it was a very quick flash. it went from <laughs> it went from him, you know, training with Kevin Garnett to him getting in a fight with Austin Rivers. It went like that.
1: So, Super so tell funny. you what, man. Tell you what. I, I I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Most of in the drinks. I'm not blaming on the drinks, <laughs> but. but I gotta say, man, guess. I'm gonna give you a quick guess. We're going long on this episode because of Mobamba now. But how many minutes did Mobamba play tonight, opening night against the Bucks? You don't really have a backup center because your backup center got hurt. So you are it. You're the backup center now to Joel Embiid, who played 36 minutes. How many minutes did Mobamba play tonight?
0: <laughs> is, this, is this a math problem? Okay. So if your starting center played 36 minutes, Yes. And you're the backup you're the primary backup <laughs> center. Um, I'm gonna go with zero. Zero. Nice. Yes.
1: Yeah. Nice. So sure just saying, I'm, man. I'm
0: sure, I'm sure there's a very good reason.
1: Just saying. Not for nothing, man, but I'm gonna tell you one thing. Goga has won me over because when he's in the game, he fouls people hard. One. Two, he remounts <laughs> the ball. Three, he when he gets the ball inside, he lays it in. That's all you need a center to do. I know he can hit threes, Mobamba. I get it. But the basics, yeah, man. Philadelphia, the basics.
0: they're just not they are not valuing Mobamba the same way that the <laughs> Lakers didn't value Mobamba, the same way that the Magic didn't value Mobamba. There's, there's going to be a team out there somewhere in the world, whether it's in the NBA or not in the NBA, somebody is going to appreciate Mobamba, and you know he will will be better for it.
1: You know what's going to happen? Dwight's going to retire from Taiwan eventually. This guy, Mobamba, right there. This man. Guy.
0: Yeah, I was really hoping we were gonna go through the whole episode without mentioning Dwight. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna skip forward. We're not we're not talking about it, Al. It's not happening. I refuse. It's not TMZ. Um <laughs> a Traveling Queen, he ends up getting the sec the excuse me, the third two-way contract after a very strong game uh, versus Flamingo last Friday. Um unfortunately for all you Mac McClung fans, um, Traveling Queen got that over him. Really excited for Traveling Queen. Just your quick thoughts on the two seconds. Um, are you happy with that signing?
1: It's funny because going into that game against Flamengo, once once we heard like, oh, the starters aren't really playing, it's just jilly guys. I'm like, this is the whoever plays the best gets the job. And that's what happened. Uh and Quinn did a crazy job dunking on people, crazy finishing in a fast break. So like he, he earned it, man. He played hard, he made shots. Uh he, he I mean, don't forget, we are the magic. So we're gonna go with a guy that plays better but also that's taller. So six seven six three, 7 6-3, easy decision.
0: <laughs> nice and easy. Listen, the Magic got Portland Trail Blazers next. It would be super nice to go 2-0. You're looking at a new-looking Portland Trail Blazers where they no longer have Damian Lillard. Uh, you're, you're looking at the first stint of seeing what School Henderson looks like as a Blazer. So it's going to be a really, really fun matchup. Um, and the Magic, they, they go on their first West Coast trip. Right off the back, off the jump, you got Portland. Uh, Portland's game is going to be super late at 10 o'clock, um, followed by Monday against the Lakers, back-to-back Tuesday against the Clippers, um, and then Thursday um, against Utah Jazz. All very, very late showing. So um, when we said in the beginning of this episode that this this schedule is going to get rough and it's going to get rough pretty quickly, this is what we mean. Uh, you're, you're talking about going against LeBron and AD, uh, Kawhi, you're, you're talking about, you know, the Utah Jazz has, that's been a, a, a very tough team in the West as well. Um, if the Magic can really find a way, if the Magic are truly here, and this is, this is a new team, um, you're expecting that, you know, the, the Magic on this West Coast trip, at a bare minimum, comes out with at least two wins.
1: You actually stole the words out of my mouth, man. That's, that's my expectations. You win two, you lose two. I, my prediction would be you beat Portland, you beat the Jazz. Might not play out that way. But ultimately, you go two and two. You come back home three and two, and we're not even going to talk about that. The schedule gets even tougher when we come home, if that can be possible. So deal with what you have in front of you. This is the next week. Win two, lose two. I'll be happy with that. A three and one West Coast trip, bro, would be insane. Like, that would be incredible if we can do that.
0: I mean, going undefeated, go to the West Coast, undefeated, come back, really shock the world would be another great story to headline ESPN first take. That, that'd that be that'd be awesome to happen. But we'll see, man. We Crazier things have happened. Uh, West Coast trip, man, this is where things are going to get super, super fun. Um, and I hope everyone got the Red Bull. It's getting getting a lot of rest in preparation for these late games because <laughs> these these games get tough, man. These games get super tough. Um, really quick, just remember to mention that um, this episode was presented by Bet Online. So make sure that you guys go check them out. <laughs> really good stuff. And on that note, it's a wrap. We will catch you guys next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com. And follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.